Pyros and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Boy, you have foolsy, bloatsy, sweetsy, brownsy, boom, man! Expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers. This is the way. Hold the door! Hold the door! Hold the door! Oh, I didn't hold the door. <laughs> I, I don't know what made me think of it, but I was like... I, I I think it was like after I don't care people it's like after I text you it was like you ever had to fart and like that fart you knew was gonna just unleash shit like you uh-huh. like you like you fart you go you take shit and you fart and then like after a couple seconds I think and everybody's like, oh no there. I have to shit yeah. <laughs> yeah even with my coworkers the other day was like God I should have gone home. <laughs> Actually, it was my horrible coworker that I don't really like, but he made me laugh. He goes, oh, my stomach all day felt like I've been eating gas station sushi. I couldn't even trust a fart. I had to come, I had to go to the bathroom every time I had to fart. And I'm like, oh my God. You know what? In this day and age, I don't trust a fart. Mm -hmm. Yep, totally. Uh, So this is Two Broke Geeks, by the way. (laughs) I'm Matt. (laughs) I'm Justin. If you couldn't tell by our horribly inappropriate opening that that's what you were listening to. (laughs) I mean, compared to other openings, that's not too horrible. That's true, I suppose. Yeah. Anywho, um, so, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't done a whole lot this week. Uh, We can talk about about what what I have done, and there is a little bit of news we can talk about, obviously, so... Ah, oh, you mean how Zack Snyder just keeps coming up with things to like, keep banging out, uh, insulting Warner Brothers? No, no, although uh, we can talk real quickly about Warner Brothers, although I don't quite, I didn't read enough about it, so I don't quite understand what this means, but apparently AT&T is war- uh, merging Warner with Discovery? Yeah, not too um, sure what that means. Yeah, I'm not sure what that will mean for... The, I guess Discovery is taking over? I don't know. I don't quite... I didn't quite understand what that merger is supposed to mean. Uh, I did see... I don't get it, but I saw the New York Times... To, not the New York Times, the uh, the Wall Street Journal today. And it was front page news on the Wall Street Journal. So it must be pretty big for at least the business side of things. I don't know what it's going to mean for the creative side of things. Uh, cre- from what I understand, some people were saying that that means like probably uh, services uh, will probably like be more expensive or whatever. Uh, and then yeah, like well, more limited qualities, to- limited like... Uh, access to certain like channels or something like that on like the Warner Brothers side. Maybe I don't think it's going to affect uh, like HBO Max. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with um, 
the movies, any of the movies really going forward. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see, or I'm going to have to read more about it from people who understand better. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you read any of the Zack Snyder stuff that's been coming out lately? Uh, no, because I'm just tired of it. I don't... It, I just so, don't care, dude. But, okay, so the the first thing that came out was because I call I called it beforehand, and I but Zack Snyder's been going around, and I guess in certain interviews he's been showing, uh, on his phone Green Lantern for the Justice League film that never happened. I've like, seen that. Um, yeah, and you know what I uh, I get why they probably cut that because they have other things they want it like no don't let the dude who's not gonna be in charge of things going forward i whatever (laughs) i just yeah but then on top of that um he then went and started ragging on warner brothers for one not really basically just still dunking on them for their their what, like for everything they kind of did to stifle Justice League in the first place, as mm-hmm. well as Warner Brothers, uh, for not really backing, I guess Army, uh, Army of the Dead, and like having a real distribution. It's weird. Like he's basically, like basically Zack Snyder is burning every single bridge, uh, that's attached to Warner Brothers. <laughs> Just like just putting them under the table for everything that they've screwed him over on. I mean, if that's what he wants to do, to let him go for it, I guess. I still can't wait to watch Army of the Dead. Me either, that's and like I don't. Two weeks. I don't a hundred percent understand why he would even do that because all the people that. Warner Brothers has had huge leadership changes. There could be people in charge over there now who maybe would have worked with him, but if all he's going to do is be a dickhead, then no one's going to want to work with him. (laughs) But it's all good. (laughs) But it's all good because that means his fellow fans uh, uh, are all just going to rally behind him even more, and then we're going to get an even longer cut of Justice League with all the cut Green Lantern stuff and probably a Zack Snyder cut of whatever else of films that he's like, yeah, this wasn't the original ending. Everyone's going to go, oh, we need to give him money now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Oh, shit. So, uh, oh boy, should we talk about that Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer? It's a stupid trailer. It is fucking stupid. I hate everything about it. <laughs> like yeah, that's, turning that, that it just into sums it up. An, yeah, I mean turning it even more so into a, a rated R comedy like duo film where everyone's just in on Venom now. Like everyone knows that. Yep. I'm Woody Harrelson's on on screen talking about Carnage and whatever. It's just bad. Yeah, at least Woody Harrelson's not wearing that stupid wig, but he uh, Yeah, I guess did 
this one's being directed by um Andy Circus. This is but Andy Circus. I know that yeah. Tom Hardy had more to do with the development of this movie. And Tom Hardy is really the only person from the first movie who understood what movie he was in. And he's also the only... Like, his bits of the movie also seem like the only bits that were consistent. So, it makes sense if he kind of knew he was in a ridiculous movie in the first place, and he leaned in... He's also the only one in that movie that leaned into the fact that that first movie was ridiculous. So, I feel like he just all around makes more sense that this new one looks more ridiculous, but that also means that, like, it doesn't look great to me. (laughs) It does no, which sucks because like I, you and I, as we've said before, really hated the first movie, but everyone else seems to really love it. Um, mm. But we both agree that the Venom design actually was pretty good, and the Carnage reveal, like of the Carnage symbiote design, it looks pretty good. Like mm. I'll give it credit for that, but everything like. In terms of story-wise, or it just makes me want to run for the hills. <laughs> like, no, no, you fooled me once. So I propose. Uh, I, well, we'll figure it out as we get closer to when it comes out. But I think people need to give us money before we go see this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I said to somebody that we're gonna have to flip a coin. <laughs> see which one of us actually watches it because <laughs> we, we need a specific we need, if you guys want us to go see it you need to give us five hundred dollars each and then we will by the time it comes out and we will go watch it <laughs> oh my god that might be even too much they people might not i don't know okay a hundred dollars five dollars and a packet of ketchup Oh, God. (laughs) I just... uh, I know the whole opening of that trailer with the symbiote cooking breakfast and singing and burning all the breakfast and it's... It's all Like squirting the ketchup on him. Yeah, it's all just weird and stupid looking and maybe a second trailer will convince me more. I doubt it, but maybe... You never know. Yeah. So, on the yeah, I mean, hell, at this point, Black Widow already had like three more trailers come out by the time we're recording. I haven't even watched any of it. In fact, and didn't still, they just none of them. Oh, I was gonna say, didn't they just release a clip too? Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, they, that... uh, yeah with her uh, of Black Widow and like Florence Pugh, like in a pew doing like a. Car chase. Florence Poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Black Widow is um, another one I'm probably not going to watch. Yeah. Then there was a, a. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but there was also a like teaser for Loki that basically introduced uh, Owen Wilson's character, Dr. Mor- Morbius or Mobius. I saw that it existed. I didn't watch it because I don't. I don't like 
when uh, those clips come out beforehand, even though I know that it's the studio being like, we think this is something that's okay to watch before you see the show or the movie, I still don't like to do that. Yeah, um, it's fine for when I watched it. It, it's, it really doesn't do anything, but it may, gives me a little sense of worry because um, Tom Hilston. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a great actor in general, mm-hmm. but he really takes Loki to a weird, like Shakespearean level in this. I'm just like, you really are just chewing the scenery up now more than you really should. Hmm. So it makes me a little scared. Well, yeah, he's been going there for a while with that character, so I guess that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm definitely is not deterred from it, but I'm like, if he's like, it's definitely a little bit more like he's going a little bit more like theatrical mm-hmm. uh, than I would have suspected. But at the same time, it's been a while since seen Loki, so it might need that extra boost. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, what else you been up to this week? Um. So I I watched the newest epi- episode of The Bad Batch, which nice. is fine. Uh, it's really good, but I have one complaint, and it's the complaint that you have uh, recently that I'm starting to fall more into, just with shows in general, mm-hmm. where they focus a lot on the kid. Like the kid is the f- is <clears throat> like the. Yeah, like because it spoiler alert if you haven't watched the Bad Batch yet, but there's a kid, a little girl that is another clone, but she is uh she has she's kind of like the members of the Bad Batch where she's they you don't know her full capacity yet, but there's something off about her, like she has something special about her that they haven't figured out. And they are leaning hard into like her being like a huge center point of this. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of done with it. Kind of done with the kids. Yeah, and not... Uh, I mean, I guess if she's a part... My problem more recently has been I'm tired of what I call kids save the day stories. Um, yeah. If there's a kid in the story and it's about kind of them, that doesn't bother me so much. I'm more tired with the uh, thing of... Kids know better, and none of the adults want to listen, and the kids do all the work that saves the day. That's that, been that's my kind of be- that's kind of what they're doing with this character. Uh, her uh, name's Omega, that's... and like in the latest episode, yeah, in the latest episode, they land uh, their their uh, their whatever it is, like mm-hmm. they, their space. Their space plane. I don't know why I'm blanking on real words. Like a planet uh, or a port or yeah, they land. They landed on a planet because their battery has been drained and they have to replace it. Mm-hmm. And so they go out and they replace it, but it gets take the actual battery gets taken by um, these thing called moon dragons, like weird monster things. And so the main guy hunter. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I gotta go get the battery. And Omega's like, I wanna go with you. And they're like, no, you can't go. It's too dangerous. And she's like, but I wanna go. And he's like, 
okay, fine, I guess. Take a child into the wilderness to uh. hunt. A, and so they find a moon dragon uh, from the techniques of Hunter uses where he's like, he's. Yep. He gets not and runs away. Whereas Omega then takes Hunter's gun and follows the moon dragon and gets the battery back. And like, oh, see, aren't you glad you brought me with you? And I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, nope, you're right. That doesn't, that's the kind of stuff that doesn't work for me. That's when I'm like, why are, why, why is that the, the thing but, that they're doing? Oh, God. But it's, um, it's, but the show itself is all right because now they're really focusing in on the, in between, they're actually kind of now talking about like why they do the switch from clones to actual sh- uh, soldiers in the later films. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of like the other part of the story where uh, Tarkin is now like trying to br- basically trying to shut down the cloning process because it's becoming too expensive for the new empire. Uh, oh, okay. So it's yeah, that Finn, story. I remember Finn in the sequel trilogy. He was like uh, basically kidnapped as a child and raised to be a soldier. And everyone was like, "Wait a minute! I thought yeah. all the stormtroopers were clones." <laughs> so that explains that. Huh. Yeah. This week I started watching. The only other Star Trek series besides I I finished up Deep Space Nine, which I really loved, and now I see why a lot of people call it the best Star Trek series. Um, which doesn't necessarily make it my favorite. I think I'd have a really hard time calling any of the ones I've seen so far my favorite. They're all kind of tied, except I mean I like Discovery, but I don't think it. I think. I can say that one's not my favorite versus the original series and next generation in deep space nine. But this week I started watching star Trek Voyager, which I had never seen anything of before. And I had always heard about this character called Neelix, who is a character that everybody thinks is super annoying. And it turns out they're right. Neelix is a very, (laughs) very annoying character. And I'm like, is this going to be an excruciating seven seasons or is he going to get better? <laughs> and I just hope he gets better because it's really hard to watch. And the other thing about uh, Voyager is I had forgotten what Kate Mulgrew actually sounds like in her real voice. Cause I'm used to uh, the last thing I had seen with Kate Mulgrew in it was all the seasons of, Orange is the New Black, where she speaks with a heavy Russian accent. And yeah. I forgot that she is more like, ah, this is Catherine Janeway of the Starship Voy- of the Federation Starship Voyager. We are lost in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> it's a terrible impersonation, but it's like every time I hear her voice, it's just what she sounds like in my head is like, Ah, uh, this is Captain Catherine Janeway of the Federation Starship Voyager. We are lost here in the Delta Quadrant in <laughs> Captain's Law. And I'm just like, oh, God. And now stay tuned for some nice old tunes from the 50s. The, yes, that's kind of it. She sounds like an old-timey radio broadcast. I've been trying. <laughs> that's exactly it. I Why don't you head on down to the malt shop here? 
Uh, Mr. Neelix, why is there a kitchen in what used to be my private dining quarters? <laughs> Can you explain to me why you are why why is everything on fire, Mr. Neelix? <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even think of that, but it, oh. now it makes perfect sense. That's exactly what she sounds like. Oh, God, but that's pretty much mostly what I've been up to is um, starting. I'm only like nine episodes in. Oh, and uh, I've been watching another show with Leanne uh, that I think you would like, actually, if you've never seen it. And um, it's not like a geeky show or anything, but it's actually really good. It's on Hulu. It's called Killing Eve. Have you watched this? I've heard of Killing Eve. I, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard really good things about it. It's really good. It's about um, uh, this woman played by Sandra O, oh, who lives in England. She's um, and she works for MI6. Now, uh, wait, MI5. Which one is the one that Bond works for? Is that MI6? That's that's MI6. Okay, so she works for MI5, which is a little bit different, and she ends up. <clears throat> Losing that job, but gets hired by, gets basically hired back by like a super secret branch of MI5 to track down this killer who the killer develop basically realizes that Eve is tracking her down and kind of develops this homicidal affection for her where she's like really in love with her, but she also kind of wants to kill her. (laughs) And so it's kind of like a dark comedy and we've been really enjoying it. We're on the second season of that. And the woman that plays the killer Uh, is so hot. (laughs) Oh, that makes it easier for me to watch. (laughs) Yep, there's another reason yeah. for you to watch. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've watched two other things. Um, uh, Netflix, they just put out the... F- I don't know if it was the first episode only, or it's in parts, but uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which is a Mark Miller property. Oh, um, I think the whole thing came I out, got, didn't it? Probably. I wouldn't know. I got five minutes into it, hated it, and turned it off. <laughs> I heard from some folks that had read the Jupiter's Legacy book and then watched that season that they had a lot of problems with that season compared to the book, that the, uh, compared to the graphic novel. Um yeah. To the point where it sounded like they didn't really like the show either, even though they had enjoyed the graphic novel. Well, I didn't get very far into it. I've never read the graphic novel. I was just like, oh, I remember this being like a hit like on graphic novel, so I'll watch it. And I couldn't get past the opening bit because it's like it opens with like kids playing in the park and playing superheroes. Um, mm-hmm. A little boy, a little girl tell, tells a little boy that he was hit. She's like, he's like, no, I wasn't. He's like, no, you were. He's like, no, I wasn't. And then she uses like supersonic scream and like scares him away. And then her dad, who's a superhero, flies down. And he's like, 
you've been using your powers again? She's like, yeah. And then he's like, he's like, well, remember, with great power, it's like with comes great responsibility. He's like, no. And I'm just like, shut up. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was kind of like a slow kind of tell, don't show kind of thing, which is not what you want with a TV show. You want, you know, show, not tell, not tell, not show. And I don't yeah. So I've I've heard really no things that make me want to watch it. So are you wearing an ugly Christmas sweater shirt? By what? Are you wearing an ugly Christmas sweater styled shirt? I keep I see all the hearts and then it Hell looks like Hell yeah <laughs> What is it? Pan- oh my god! It's pandemic it's not- season. It, every day's a holidays. I know, but what is the? It, I see all the little heart thingies, and then I see the stars. What is the? It's a snowflakes, and then there's like some red stuff, and then there's some reindeer, and then more snowflakes, and it's nice. all pixelated. I, well, I, I, yeah, I could see the hearts were pixelated, and it looked like you were wearing some yeah. sort of. Uh, I was thinking video game styled, ugly Christmas themed kind of. That's so funny. And well, I, I mean, just brought yeah, up I mean, a... the, it's hard to see. Yeah, I mean, the reindeer are kind of sure. like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Not that anybody else can see it, but all of a sudden it dawned on me that that's what it looked like. And I'm like, holy uh, shit. Uh, the other thing I watched, which I know you have, you saw a little brief bit of. And uh, it was on HBO. I finally watched Tenet. Oh, yeah. I did see a, like a teeny bit of this. I saw the part where and I ended up turning it off because I'm like, I can't start partway into this movie. It was the part where the woman was explaining to him about things coming back through time and like the bullet would come up off the table and he would catch it or it would come out uh, of the wall and go back into the, the gun. temporal, the temporal metal. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, clearly I cannot start this movie from here. Okay. So talk to me about tenant. I'm curious. So, what you saw was actually the beginning of them under talking about like the idea of temporal metal. So you actually were like starting in on it. Um, oh. over the overall course of the film, it's fine. Like mm-hmm. if you want to shut your brain off and just watch things happen, mm-hmm. then yeah, go for it. If you even try to dive into this, you realize this has so many loopholes and makes absolutely no sense that it's like to the point where Christopher Nolan thinks he's being really smart, but mm-hmm. it's really dumb and extremely confusing. That seems about uh, right. Uh, okay. On a scale of Christopher Nolan movies, is it, more like uh, Interstellar, or is is it that level of what the fuck is happening, or is it down somewhere around uh, like Inception, where it's like, okay, I get what's going on, pretty much. It's it's more like Inception, 
Because mm. the main the main thing is there's the main guy I don't remember his real name in the movie, but I'm just he calls himself the protagonist. Uh, I don't think I, the main, in fact uh, I'm pretty sure that character is just the protagonist. If I read the reviews correctly, that character doesn't have a name. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so you have John David Washington who plays the the plays protagonist. The um, main idea of this movie is there are two timelines, um, and mm. one's regular and one is reverse. Huh. Times there's there's like a doorway that a special unit can go through, and you can go into like reverse time. Mm. And the whole the whole point of this film is that they're trying to stop a Russian mob boss from getting all nine pieces of a code that are that would give him access to nine nuclear weapons around the world. Okay. But when they start going into the whole temp temporal metal and the whole gist of going into reverse time, mm -hmm. it just makes absolutely no sense and then they break their own rules halfway through it's all right it's it's a lot like the the thing that really broke it for me was they were talking about like yeah if you go into the other world you have the, the reverse world you need to have an air pack to breathe because the way it works there like you can't breathe that way or you'll die but then later on in the film, there's at least two characters, and this all takes place within 24 hours, that can that just are able to breathe in reverse air or normal air. I don't know which. The more I keep thinking about it, the more I get confused about which timeline it is. And it's it is so, like, dense. <laughs> That's... That seems about right for Christopher Nolan. He's been going that direction for a lot. Did you see Dunkirk? No, that was the one I have yet to see. I had a lot of problems with Dunkirk. Um, it's told in... The story itself is not um, complicated. It is... Uh, based on a true story about soldiers, you know. But the timeline in which he tells it and the way, and it's it's basically, it takes place over three days, but he makes it seem like all the events are happening at the same time until you realize that, like, they're not happening at the same time. It's one of those. Um, and... <laughs> It, I just, by the end, I was like, that was just not interesting to me. And the other huge problem I had with Dunkirk, and I, I'm going to ask right. you about 10. The sound mix on Dunkirk was, I thought, really bad. Like, uh, to the point of, like, because I was watching it when I was visiting my brother in San Diego. We had been at the zoo all day, and we were exhausted. And so we were just hanging out at his apartment watching a movie. And his fiance, at the time she was just his girlfriend, but that doesn't matter. And she she went to bed, and we were just watching this movie, and like, I thought we were gonna like blow her out of the bedroom because 
it was one of those instances where you couldn't fucking hear anybody talk during the quiet parts. So you would turn it way up, and then the next thing you know, it's like this airplane dogfight battle where we were blown halfway through the wall of his apartment, you know? And so I was like, what is Chris Nolan doing? I don't I don't think I came across okay, that problem. Good. Good. Like it was fine for the most part. I don't feel like I did a. I know I did a little bit of changing uh, uh, volumes during some of like mm-hmm. the reverse car fight. Um, I think that's really the only spot because by the end of the movie, it just gets nuts with like a war zone. But you're watching in normal and reverse sure. at the same time, and it's just like I like Chris Nolan a lot. I obviously. Yeah, because but yeah, I mean, obviously I like the Dark Knight yeah. trilogy. I like Memento. I like Inception. I like um, uh, uh, bah, bah, uh, the Prestige. I was having trouble coming up with the title of that one. But some of the movies he's made in the past few years, he's been getting more. <sighs> yeah, and kind of experimental. Up his own... <laughs> This is the only way I can think of it is up his own ass, basically. Up his own uh, ass. He totally I is. Interstellar was really, real. I mean, it's really super well made, but it's it's super dense and super trying to be super smarty pants. And then Dunkirk was very experimental time wise, which I thought was interesting, but uh, ultimately didn't work for me personally. And now the way you're talking about Tenet, I'm like, Oh, that just sounds like par for the course. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I remember when you Mm. and I went and saw interstellar and, there was the point where it like got near the end before McConaughey did his whole behind the bookcase weird thing. temporal, uh, yeah. And before that, I'm like, oh, this is a great place for it to stop. This is a great ending. And then it just kept going, and it's just like, um, for like another like half hour. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. Oh boy, so. Who knows what Chris Nolan will come up with next? I still, I'm still gonna watch Tenet. I keep meaning to get to it, and may, I will. I just, all the things I've heard about it have been kind of what you just said. Where like it's interesting, but I didn't love it. It's kind of, you know, <laughs> it con- conceptually, it's really good. Like I actually do enjoy the concept. Mm-hmm. I just think it was poorly. Uh, poorly uh done and i don't have any problem with the making high concept film there's probably not enough high concept film lately or especially high concept sci-fi like interstellar and like tenet because tenet's essentially just a sci-fi thriller film basically and it's just Maybe hard to maybe it's a hard thing to pull off. I don't know. Yeah, I will tell you this. Uh, in my utter frustration, I know I said before, and you've said it. Uh, like probably won't go back to movies till probably in the fall yeah. with uh, Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and stuff like that. However, I've been really, really interested in seeing uh, Spiral, the Book of Saw. Yep. But because of where we live, going to a movie theater 
is like a trek through the yeah and it's probably not playing like the closest no it's not playing anywhere close to unless you want to drive an hour south from where i am that's lame yeah because i'm like oh i've been hearing really good like a mix mixed bag sure. uh when it comes to it um but i real i have a soft spot for all the soft films who's putting that one out so uh lionsgate Oh, so it's not one of it's not one of Warner's projects then. No. Damn it. The next the next Warner's project is The Conjuring 3, which is like in 2 weeks, I think. Yes, actually it is. So, yeah, it's the, the... Oh, you want to know what made me angry? Mhm. <laughs> so, they I, I'm probably going to watch it just for content for us to talk about and probably going to rip it apart. But I, uh, there, there was a new trailer they put out for uh, Space Jam 2. And, <laughs> and it was like them introducing the, the villain team, mm -hmm. which are all like basketball players mixed with things kind of. Mamba, which is like a girl mixed with a snake. I think I saw uh, uh, like um, character art of this of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one, so they're like all either animal or like there's like wet 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 fire. I think his name is like he's like half water, half fire. But the one that made me like almost want to be like, I hate you for coming up with this. Is there's a basketball player mixed with a crow guess what his name is take a wild guess basketball player mixed with a crow uh, it, uh, it's not super I'll, I'll give you a hint I'll, I'll give you a hint it's 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 a thing we it's the thing you say when you want someone to go when two dudes want to go on a blank date I'm drawing a complete friggin' blank. Oh my god. He's he's called he's called the bro. <laughs> so stupid. I, I hate I hate it so much. That's so stupid. Like I don't even care about the movie anymore. I just just on a just on a level of just like of puns, I hate it. I can't believe I didn't come up with that, but at the same time, it's way too simple and stupid. So I'm also surprised I didn't. I, <laughs> oh God! Wow, yeah. <laughs> the bro. Oh God. Do you? And I'm surprised Warner Brothers didn't capitalize it and make like a crow ripoff called the bro. <laughs> Oh shit! The bro, <laughs> spelled B R O W, like or B R. Oh, yep. God, that's really bad. Wow, it's really bad. I was thinking about the um, original. Yeah, but other than that, oh, I was gonna say I was thinking about the original Space Jam the other day because I was going through uh, uh, HBO Max and I saw it was on there and I'm like, do I want to watch this? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, 
I know we've talked about on the show before, but I really wanted you to kind of indulge in this with me. So last week, uh, we were kind of my mom and I. We were kind of bored, so I decided to show her like things like cartoons we grew up on. Uh, that and she was like, she's like, oh, I know the cartoons you've like watched and stuff, and I'm like. Did you show yep. her cartoon and heroes she, to the rescue? Like her, she was like speechless. <laughs> She's like, I don't remember this at all. I'm like, what? You don't remember it's Bugs Bunny so... trying to stop a kid from doing crack? <laughs> it's so weird. No, it's what is it? It's not cartoon. It's heroes, like sun. Right? It's, it's like cartoon all stars. Yeah, rescue? cartoon all stars. <clears throat> yeah. It's, so, we've talked about it before, but every time I can't, it's so weird. And it's so of that time uh, with the anti-drug, I mean, everything had a very special episode back then. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> like when Jesse got addicted to caffeine <laughs> pills on Saved by the Bell. Like the lamest thing you could possibly but, be addicted to. And she's yeah. like, I'm so excited. And she's like crying. And it's like, <sighs> I wonder if any of those things ever got anybody to not do drugs. Yeah, but what's even, so I showed her that. And then I showed her the Tiny Toons episode where Buster, Plucky, and Hampton find a beer, drink it, steal a <gasps> cop car, and then drive it off a cliff and die. <laughs> That is also really fucking weird. Like, I can't believe that they did that. What's, what's oh great is mom's God. just sitting there like, I don't remember you ever watching these. I'm like, really? Because I distinctly remember these. I feel like for a while, wasn't that episode of Tiny Toons not even available? Like, they never rebroadcast it in reruns or anything? Like, I could be wrong it's, about that, but... It's still not available. Like, I had to go on YouTube to find it. I saw it on Hulu. Oh, they put it back on Hulu? Yeah. <gasps> all of uh, I could have wa- had her watch a better quality one. Yeah, because all of time... I- God, I- unless I'm going really crazy, I swear I was just binge-watching Tiny Toons on Hulu... And that episode came on and I like lost my mind because I had, I had heard of it, but I had never actually seen it before. (laughs) You, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night remembering like a cartoon that used to give you nightmares and you have to go find it? No, but I have a thing where I remember weird shit that I then have a hard time finding or like, do you remember the version? There was a cartoon Peter Pan and the pirates where Tim Curry was the voice of captain hook. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. The other thing (laughs) is for a very brief period of time. And the only reason I remember this specifically is because when I was a kid, you would get like Disney Channel weekends. Yeah. So it, it like the cable company, it wasn't like part of the regular cable package. Like they would 
let you have Disney Channel for like a weekend to try to get you to upgrade the cable package. So it was always a big deal when it was Disney Channel weekend. We I would just watch nothing but Disney Channel. Disney had like a live action Alice in Wonderland TV show that I found clips of not too long ago. It's basically, I mean, because it's Alice in Wonderland, this should go without saying, but it's basically an acid trip. And uh, I think it was called like... Are you talking about the the, uh, wonderful uh, adventures in uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland? I can't remember what the title of it was. Was it, like, was it was there was a like Muppet? The... Was there a Muppet of the Cheshire Cat that just kind of floated around and Humpty uh, uh, and then uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum were believe... rappers? Yes, they were. They were rappers. That's exactly it. it. And, yeah. the, and the White Rabbit and the March Hare were just dudes in like basically Easter Bunny costumes, but like with their regular person. Face. You know that's on Disney Plus, right? Shut the fuck up. Is it really? I just we found it. Yeah, a friend of mine on Instagram found it, and so mom and I watched an episode. And she's like, we were like, oh my god, this is it. <laughs> Oh my god, I have to watch it because for a long time I thought that show was a fever dream I had had. I'm not even joking. I couldn't find evidence of it for years. I mean, seriously. And then the only reason I know it exists (laughs) now is because I finally found like a clip of it on YouTube and I'm like, oh, thank god that isn't a fucked up dream I had. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they just put that on like Disney Plus last week. It's called the Advent. It's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, <sighs> and it it's so funny you mentioned that because I was gonna say that was gonna be the next thing I was gonna mention. Because I know it's probably terrible, but I want to watch it just because I've. It's spent- awful. Oh, I'm sure it is, but I have spent years every once in a while going to myself. God, there was that weird Alice in Wonderland show once upon a time. <laughs> uh, well, it's so like, but, so I brought up the whole like nightmare scenario of like, did you ever wake up thinking of like a cartoon or something? Like, so I don't think I ever talked about it on the show, but last year, like, I woke up at like three in the morning because I remembered this very specific older cartoon that used to scare me as a child, and it took me forever to find it uh and it was a show it was a old cartoon from like the 70s mm-hmm. or the 80s like uh i only remember as a very specific cartoon for some reason i watched in maine uh hmm. but it's from a series called little audrey it's like this little girl there's like a little girl like does stuff uh-huh. and things happen or whatever and it's a whole episode where she um uh, the episode that specifically is her and her nanny, which if anyone goes looking for this, I need to tell you right now, you're never, you'll, you're going to find something very problematic, uh, in turning with racial stereotypes in it. Hmm. Um, but it's her and her nanny and she, little Audrey keeps eating candy and the nannies keeps trying to get her to eat real food and like puts her in a room and then she has like a candy fever dream where she's like in a candy land scenario and then 
halfway through it, she ha- the the candy comes alive and starts singing a song about having uh, a candy t- a candy tummy ache, and are then torturing her by chasing her. There's like a candy cane on a steamroller, and they like force her mouth open and shove candy in. And there's like floating gumdrops, and I was like, I remember this <coughs> so distinctly. As scaring the living hell out of me as a child. I've never heard of this, but it sounds horrible. Hang on. It sounds horrifying. Hang on. Why, are you going to text it to me? I'm going to send this to you so you can get an idea. Because it's a, a, a little Audrey. I loved uh, uh, the one you sent me uh, yesterday, the grapist. <laughs> <laughs> the and I'm gonna grape you in the mouth. <laughs> uh, does anybody else see the problem here? What? He's a grape. He's, he's it's gonna a grape. Gra- it's, it's, it's a grape soda. He's just gonna grape them in the mouth. <laughs> Don't worry. They, everyone gets. A, there's a little prize in there. What is it? Oh, it's a grape whistle. I'm sorry. A what? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's so. Oh, no, I can't remember what this thing was called. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts again. No, it's not. Is it butterscotch and soda? This is going to drive... I can't remember what it's you, called. I want to be... It's one of two titles. I just have to remember exactly what it is. Okay, this is... All right, okay. You If anyone else wants to watch this very specific thing, I'm going to share this to you right now before I forget. Yes, send it to me. You can find it. Uh, on YouTube right now, it's called Little Audrey Butterscotch and Soda. And again, I say this telling you all that there is something very racially wrong about it. That you'll you'll see. Um, but that particular thing, like the candy, for some reason, used to scare the living shit out of me. I just was looking at the link that you sent and I... Yeah, okay. I'm not going to watch it right this second because obviously apparently there's something up with our internet and I want to be able to end this episode before I screw Yeah, I can't wait for you to watch the little... Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, anything else this week, buddy? I don't think so, huh? Uh, Nothing much. I'm hoping by next week I will find a way to watch Spiral somewhere. If I can find... Like, I'm just going to rent a movie theater and be like, take three seats... So no one will sit next to me. <laughs> uh, totally. If not that, I'm sure there's some other movies. It's going to be a slow, a slow one. Um, oh! Yeah, it probably will be. There's a trailer for part two of The Long Halloween. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw that. That looks that interesting, even though part one hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> Alright, well. Something else I'll have to check out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys want us to see uh, Venom, car, uh, Let There Be Carnage, send us 5 to $10 uh, each. <laughs> yep. yep. And then we'll go. <laughs> totally. All right. That'll do it for this week. Later, everyone. Later.
The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.